Friday night with Nick and Company on ESPN 580 Orlando. Another Monday, another show. What is up? It's 6 o'clock. You know we're here at Nikki Football. Chris Crawford is with me in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Home of the only legal sportsbook in Central Florida. It's Monday night with Nick and Company. Fresh off big weekend in sports. We got a lot to get to. Anthony Davis, the Pro Bowl, the fallout from the Pro Bowl, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, today is the anniversary of I'm Just Here So I Don't Get Fined. The opening night tonight as well uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, is tonight. We'll dip in and out of that as the show goes on. That starts at 7 o'clock tonight. We got you all the way up until 8 o'clock. Justin Clark after that here on ESPN 580. You want to get in touch with us, you can. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That's 21232 on Twitter at ESPN 580, Nick, and at ESPN 580CC. Uh, I'm going to open up with the Pro Bowl here. Uh, the Pro Bowl yesterday here in Orlando could have been the final Pro Bowl here in Orlando, uh, and we're going to uh, we're going to get into that and get into Anthony Davis and the other stuff as the show uh, does go on. But uh, this weekend, I got a chance. I actually got out of town, uh, drove back on Sunday uh, after the Pro Bowl was over Sunday night. I I got a chance to watch that documentary on Netflix, Fire Festival. Have you watched it, Chris? I watched the Hulu one. Finally, finally. I watched the Hulu well, one. We've still not seen the same movie. No, That's great. Of course not. Uh, it's on Festival. the list. I'm going to watch it, though, because i got to watch both. So it was right, and I need to watch the Hulu one. But it was about this music festival a few years ago, and it reminded me kind of of the Pro Bowl as I was watching it. Because Fire Festival was promoted, and help me out here if I'm wrong, Chris, but it was promoted as this huge, luxur- luxurious, exclusive music festival on a remote island. Pablo Escobar's island, actually, is where it started. Then it ended up being in the Bahamas. It was supposed to be upscale everything, models, liquor, the whole thing, right? You're on a yacht, you're on, you're, you've got a villa. It tapped into exactly like what millennials wanted out of an experience. Exclusive everything without having to earn the exclusive access. Um, the Long story short, people showed up and the thing was none of that. It was a mess. It was rained on. It was garbage. And the people were upset. The dude actually... Spoiler alert, um, is facing some some jail time. Oh, yeah. What happens to Ja Rule, we don't know. But I watched that documentary and then jumped onto Twitter, which is the direct uh which is a, a, a direct indication of how everyone in the world feels, of course. And I see all the reaction to the Pro Bowl. And you would think it was the NFL's version of the Fire Festival. Fans showing up, expecting to see Rams Chiefs part two. High-octane offenses, exciting plays. Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr. on the same field. You would have expected that they were were expecting to see just a Hall of Fame level, knockdown, drag-em-out football. I mean, even even today, like we... We got our buddy Inez losing his mind about the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl was a clown show, folks. I'm sorry, as, as much as I love Orlando and want to see the Pro Bowl come back in the future and, and want to see the best sporting events here in Orlando, it was a clown show. Remember the Benny Hill music, Nikki Football? Remember that? Remember the, 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 like the Benny Hill music should have been going on throughout the two and a half hours or whatever, three hours of the Pro Bowl. It, it, it should have been like going nonstop. You know what it is, right? And look, I don't, I don't blame the players. I really don't. It was, it, it was, yeah, it was a clown show. It was a touch football game. Mike, the only thing missing during the broadcast was Benny Hill. That was it. I did caution Scotty to maybe take a Xanax during the break. 
during his show. But this has been the reaction, Scotty, there. That's not out of the, out of the ordinary about how the game is a terrible game, how uh, the NFL just canceled the game, move it out of Orlando because the rain. Can we, can we all just take a deep breath and stop making the Pro Bowl out to be like it, it's more than it is? The thing's a glorified scrimmage. That's what it is. Set your expectations accordingly. The Pro Bowl gets ripped every single year like fans have been promised this great golden game of football. It's a scrimmage. It's fun. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you want to watch it, tune in, as, what, 5.1 million people did on ESPN and ABC on Sunday. Set down or up from last year? It was slightly down, but up from 2017. So the ratings... Are what they it's are. not going anywhere because they get good. Like the, those are very good ratings. They They're abs- crazy good for uh, an exhibition game. They absolutely are. But I would just like to. And normally I'm on the other side of this. Normally I'm the one ringing the alarm, ringing the bell, telling everyone we need to be upset about this. And trust me, I love me a good outrage party. I just don't know what we're all outraged about. They weren't tackling Nick. They don't tackle anyway in the Pro Bowl. I think what it could be a little bit more of is just kind of like we've hit our boiling point with it because it wasn't that bad, what, like six, seven years ago. Like the Pro Bowl was actually something that means something that I actually enjoyed watching. Like I have memories from Pro Bowls past, but none from the Pro Bowls in the last three or four years. Like no memory at all. Like remember Chad Johnson getting everyone dancing in the middle of the Pro Bowl that one year on the kickoff and then the sidelines are going back and forth. You got the Sean Taylor hit. You've got Jeff Saturday switching sides to give final snap to pay. Man, like, there were memories with these Pro Bowls and I think people are still trying to grasp and hope that's there. But this game has just gotten to a point where the players don't really care. The fans just kind of are like, they're, it's like they're hoping that something magical will happen and all of a sudden everyone's going to care again. Pat Mahomes did bring a little bit of that back. He did. He, did. he, he made did. A, he, he kind of gave it a glimmer of hope, and we're going to do this again next year now because of it, is we're going to hope, well, maybe things will change again. It'll be exciting next year, and guess what? It probably won't. Heck, we did this two years ago when the players played hard. They played the game at night, the players played hard, and everyone did this. Now, I'm on the opposite side of you, Chris. Like, the game wasn't good yesterday. It wasn't memorable yesterday, and you know what? It wasn't any better or worse than what it was in Hawaii. Good weather, bad weather, whatever. Nah. The, game, the game is what it is. No, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you here because I, I think that everyone after this game looks at it and they say, they don't tackle, they don't play hard. You know, get the hell over it. The Pro Bowl, for what it is, and we're going to call it what it is, it's filler. This is an empty week. Okay? What they, what, everyone would be better served if they played like the college football national championship this week, and then we could have something to look forward to. Play Alabama-Clemson on Sunday night, this past Sunday, and then we have something to look forward to. That's fine. But in absence of that, it was football. 5.1 million people tuned in to watch it. I don't know what everyone's getting outraged about when it comes to that. Now, let's get to the weather, okay? That's the outrage for the game. The weather thing, if Orlando didn't have bad weather luck when it comes to the Pro Bowl, they would have no weather luck at all. They'd have no luck whatsoever. The weather in Orlando the last three years when it has come to the Pro Bowl has been an abject disaster. And if the NFL moves the Pro Bowl out of Orlando because of that, I get it. I do. I get it. Now, the week leading up was mostly beautiful. The game on Sunday was atrocious. You had tickets to go, right, Chris? I did. did I had go? tickets to go, and I did not. I looked Shame outside. On you. I looked outside and said no. And that's it was what a lot bad. of people I mean, did. That's what, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, I'm not going to sit in that cold rainy weather to you know watch a game like that however i would have i would have gone and had a great time if it was 65 and sunny it's really just very unfortunate 
for the fact that the last three years, basically leading up the week before, has been nice. And then all of a sudden, come the weekend of the Pro Bowl, we get cloudy and rainy weather. Yeah, I it's agree. been a horrible, horrible luck. I agree. I'm I'm sick for the city. I feel awful for our friends at Florida Citrus Sports. I'm disappointed for the NFL that the weather has not been what it is supposed to be the last three years. But there's a lot of conversation today about where you're going to put the Pro Bowl. Oh, we can put it in Phoenix. We can put it in Las Vegas. We can put it in L.A. You're risking weather there as well. Is there less rain there? Sure. But ask Scott Inez, as he talked about on his show today. Rarely do you get weather like that, other than the last three years, here in Florida during that time. So I look at the Pro Bowl here. I think the, I think the city of Orlando has done its job to show the NFL you can hold the successful event here. Unfortunately... When it came time for the entire nation to watch, and this is kind of the bubble thing, right? Is that here in Orlando, we have watched a successful week of flag football championships, a celebration of football, showcase events, the the practices. It was, it was beautiful NFC, the day NFC. they played dodgeball. It was unbelievable. The skills challenge, all of that. But when it came time for the nation, and this is the opinion that matters, the NFL is not about the opinion of Orlando. It is about the opinion of the na- of the nation. When it came time for the national perspective to be there, you got... Rain, you got a lot of you got a lot of wind, and you got players that were trying to not get hurt, which I don't blame them. But I have to say, if I'm the NFL, I'm looking at the Pro Bowl in Orlando and I'm saying, you know what? They gave us a great week. We were unlucky with the weather. I bring the thing back. It's been a successful event, other than I understand the rain. The ratings were up last year. Attendance wasn't bad last year. Two years ago, attendance was good. I went two years ago. I don't know what you what more you want out of the event unless you want to turn it into following the Super Bowl around. They just really need a nice weather this yeah. year. So you tell me, 844-225-5580 was last night the last Pro Bowl in the city of Orlando. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That is 21232. If it were up to me... No, and this is not just my Orlando colored glasses, I guess I would say, telling you that. I thought it was a good weekend for the city. I thought it was a good weekend for the NFL. Unfortunately, the worst of the weekend happened on national television. 844-225-5580, text 21232. Was last night the last Pro Bowl in Orlando? We'll get into that. We'll get into perhaps making the Pro Bowl better. If you went to the Pro Bowl, I want to hear from you. The Anthony Davis rumors, the whole thing, it's all coming up on Monday Night with Nick and Company. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Ebron was his guy all year, you know. that He was so good in the red zone. They run the whole scissors play. One goes on the post, he comes out on the corner. and He's had a knack for the end zone this year. He got to Indianapolis. One thing that didn't go well for the Pro Bowl, well, one of the many things that didn't go well for the Pro Bowl, Jason Witten did not have a good day on Sunday. No, he did he? not. I, I, what, what had a worse day, Jason Witten or the Pro Bowl? Because that was Jason Witten talking about how Eric Ebron was the go-to guy this year for Pat Mahomes, Chris. Eric Ebron was the go-to guy for who this year? For, for Andrew Luck. And he was right about the play. The scissors play was the one the Colts ran all the time. But the Colts quarterback is Andrew Luck. Man, Jason Jason Witten had himself a rough day even when he presented the trophy. All right, guys. Congratulations on winning the 2019 Pro Bowl. Let me present you guys 
with this trophy here. <laughs> there you go. Get it down below. He pulled the, the top right off of it. There you go. You guys got it? There we go. Here 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 we go. Congratulations, guys. Uh, get me the hell out of here. Jason Winsley, I want to I go home. Get me out of here. Uh, the Pro Bowl in Orlando on Sunday. Listen, I, you can only put so much lipstick on a pig. I'm sorry. The game is a glorified scrimmage. Every single year we do this with all of the All-Star games. Chris, you and I have filled in for Scott Inez every year for the last 50 years, it feels like, during the NBA All-Star game week. And every single year we talk about, well, the guys don't play hard. It's not a fun game. There's a lot of tune-outs. You know, it's not interesting. Yeah, well, they finally got a good one, what was it, a year or two ago where they actually went at each other? It was last year. Yeah, yeah it was, it was last, last year. It was good. They actually went at each other. It was only like 120-something to 130-something in the final, whatever. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. The, the, the only difference with the NBA one that gets more fun is that you get the guys going one-on-one with each other every now and then, which is something you can't really highlight in football. Right. If, if I were the NFL, I think what I would do if I were to change the Pro Bowl, and I don't want to change it. The game is what it is. The game actually is, what everyone's missing here in my mind, is the game is supposed to be a celebration of the seasons that the players had. You're a Pro Bowl player. You're one of the best players at your position. We want you to come to Orlando. We're going to celebrate that. And you're going to play in this fun little scrimmage game. It's not supposed to be, hey, Jamal Adams, great season. Now go spear a dude across the middle. He had people more effort in the tackle to the Patriots mascot than anyone else on the field and on Sunday. That, I'm glad you beat me to my own joke. I was setting up for that. That's the thing is that it's supposed to be about the whole week, not just the game. And everyone's freaking out like they were billed this great Rams Chiefs part two. The game is what it is. It's a scrimmage. Get over it. And yet still 5.1 million people watch. The game's not going anywhere when it comes to the game being played. Now, will it be in Orlando next year? If it were up to me, it would be. Because I think Orlando paid off on everything, except for the weather, which no one can control. 844-225-5580. That's 844 I feel like someone can control it because every year it is bad weather. 5580. The text is 21232. It has been bad three straight years. I, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do about that um, other than if you want to, I mean, if you want to, I mean, even if you had it, like, people are talking about going to take it to Miami, right? Go play yeah. at Miami. It rained in Miami yesterday. So what are you going to do? I, here's I don't a, know. Here's the thing, though, that you can kind of you can kind of at least take and put in your pocket for the NFL Pro Bowl. What's that? Also, this weekend was the NHL All-Star Game, and no one was talking about that. No. No one was talking no about No one was it. talking there was, about there that. There was no buzz for that whatsoever. And I have to say, the NHL All-Star product, they do the whole Central, Eastern, West, or whatever, yeah. however they do it, Metro thing. I love it. I love the way that they do it. I think what you should do is divide it up into seven-on-seven teams. Take the linemen out of it altogether. No one's showing up to watch the linemen anyway. And just play play seven-on-seven. That's what football's basically turned into anyway. Yeah. And do Was that you? I saw someone tweet that out. Was that do, you or somebody else? Uh, I did not tweet about oh, okay. this, but I, I did not see what you're I was, it to was, say. It was, uh, this was an original idea to oh, me, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. This, no, I saw somebody right. tweet out and said, but let them play seven-on-seven seven and have yeah. the linemen do like wing eating challenges on the sideline yeah. or something like that. That's like, like like turn it into some fun. Yeah. Let the linemen do that. I like that idea. That person had a better idea than me. Yeah. And do seven on seven and do team Mahomes. Who are some of the other quarterbacks that were there? Luck. Mahomes, Breeze, Luck. Yeah, four, have them yeah, have make four teams. Four seven on seven teams and you play for a championship. And you give from yeah there. and you give one team that same payout of, you know, the winning and is. everything like that. And then the linemen, the way the linemen can get involved in it and make it more fun is the linemen can pick which team they want to be associated with. You know, like the offensive linemen can be, or the defensive linemen can all be like, oh, we're, we're, we're you know, we think Team Mahomes is going to win. Right. Or we think Team Luck is going to win. And then what you also do is at least every, 
once every two or three drives or something, you have to play with the lineman at wide receiver and on defense or something like that. You can turn you can you can make some fun, fun out of you it. Can. Yeah, you can turn this into a lot more fun if you want to do that. I'd be fine with that. Go ahead and do that. But I think looking at the game now and saying, well, it wasn't this great representation of football. It never is. The game has never been great or memorable in my no. mind. But it's a scrimmage, and that's it. I actually like the idea of getting the linemen involved with the teams too. They pick the teams, and then they do the wing eating contest. You get points. I for, like it. You get points for the wing eating contest that add on to the total point score in the game that's being played, or something like that. Like there are a lot more fun ways to go about this, and not just run out eleven on eleven and have the refs blowing the whistle before the guys are even touched. I I agree with you. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text is two one two three two. Monday night with Nick and Company. He's Chris Crawford. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Nicky Football. Where do you think the Pro Bowl will be next year? I think it'll be back in Orlando, just because of the timing of everything. We'll get into that coming up here. Let's go to the phone lines. Adam is in Claremont. Adam, you're up first. Leadoff man tonight. What's up, Adam? So uh, me and my buddy, we uh, went to the game. It was miserable in the sense that, like, it was wet and it was cold, and we're both from New York originally, and we're like, what the heck is going on? Like, like this is why we moved to Florida. What? Mm-hmm. But so th- to me, the coolest thing about, like, being at the game, which I don't know if it comes across on TV, but it is something that I think that they should think about focusing in on a little bit more, is all of the respective fans representing their teams I mean, that was, like, probably the coolest thing. Like, moving through the arena and walking around, there were just – you had all these extreme fans representing, dressed up in costumes and with painted faces and footballs on their head. And, and I, you know, I don't know. if they, I, I, It would be cool if during the game they kind of, like, send people out there the way they do kind of in NBA games and kind of put it up on the scoreboard and let the fans sort of feel more focused in. And, and I think that would – maybe take a little bit of the edge off of the competition not being at the same level on the field. Adam, I think that's a wonderful idea. I kind of like that, too. When I when I was at the Pro Bowl, uh, I took note of that as well, that when you're walking around, you're seeing all of the different jerseys, all of the different uh, team logos and fan bases, and it's something that we're kind of used to because NFL fans, of, of, of you know, team fans are, are everywhere. You go anywhere, the airport, something, and you see an NFL logo – but that is kind of a cool thing of being at an all-star game like that where you'll bump into a Bears, a Bills, and a Patriots fan, you know, in line waiting for a hot dog or something. And it's just kind of interesting to see all of the culmination of fans, kind of the the the, the boiling pot that it is, melting well, that, pot. That's probably one of the major uh, selling points of having it in a place like Orlando or like a Hawaii in the sense that there's no really hometown team here. We're a melting pot of teams between the Jags. Bucks and Dolphins, but right. even so, you look at me and you. I'm Colts, you're Bears. Right. So it's kind of all over the place, more so in Orlando than it's you'll a get. Transient event right, for then a you'll... transient town, is right. it not? It's one of the reasons why I think the Pro Bowl it's best off being in a neutral city because one, you'll actually have fans traveling to that point. city, or you're already going to have fans in that city that root for all the teams. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think Orlando is a perfect city for it, also because. The driving distance for the Miami. You have three franchises, really four. I would count Atlanta in terms. Yeah, I was going to say throw distance. Atlanta in there, and actually Carolina's not a bad. It's bad. It's not, nine nine hour drive. That's that's a little bit too far for me. Anything over probably like six. I'm like, Ugh, it's a little bit too far. Uh, but you have driving distances for three to four, maybe even five in Chris's case. NFL franchises. That's what. That's one sixth of your league basically in driving distance of Orlando. So I I think that. That's a good spot. Now, I think that that's an interesting way to look at it, at least. When you start bringing Hawaii into it, I, 
I think everyone right now is looking back on Hawaii, the Pro Bowl in, and the Pro Bowl in Hawaii as kind of this perfect relationship that worked. You're romanticizing it, all right? It looked great. The weather was great. The week, the, the, NFL, the NFL moved the Pro Bowl to Orlando for a reason, and a lot of it was players weren't going. Players didn't want to take the entire trip with their family to go to Hawaii. They didn't want to spend the entire week necessarily in the expense of having people there in Hawaii. The production costs of getting out there to Hawaii were too much. The whole celebration of football, having flag football teams, you think you're flying everybody into Hawaii for that? No. Orlando made that's a lot one, more That's sense. one of the best parts of ESPN Wide World of Sports yes. is that it's ESPN Wide World of Sports. The game is always on ESPN. It's a partnership that allows them to take full advantage of every single asset that they have to use here. Whereas in Hawaii, it's kind of like not necessarily all going to be there versus Orlando, which kind of already has all of the, you know, everything is already here. You don't need to build anything else. You don't need to make new no, un- unlike fields. Our friends, un- unlike our friends with the fire festival, yeah. the infrastructure is already here. You don't have to build anything. And that's something I think people are definitely missing. 844-225-5580. Text two one two three two. Where do you think the pro bowl will be next year? Let's go to John in orange city. John, you're up next on Monday night with Nick and company. What's up, John? Hey guys. Um, First off, I got to say, as a kid growing up, I always dreamed of going to Hawaii and watching the Pro Bowl and and did that throughout my, my growing up years and me and my wife get married. And that was a plan was to go out there and see that and be on vacation and actually watch the PGA Tour start up, too. Now that they brought it here to Orlando, right here at my back door, I haven't even thought about going because the game is to me is not that good you got to do something incentive-wise to make these guys that get voted in actually go to the game. Like, put it in their contract that if you make the Pro Bowl, you you know, they already do. If they, they make yeah, they the do. Pro Bowl, they get a bonus. But here's the thing. If you don't go to the Pro Bowl and play in it, you don't get the bonus. And make the bonus worth it to these guys to go play in the game, but it doesn't count against your salary cap for the next year. That would help the Shield – the logo, the NFL has a total if they could actually get those guys to go to that game. Because, honestly, I don't want to go and see the third and fourth alternate show up and play at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, John, and that's pretty much what it is. John, inter- you make an interesting point there. So when it was in Hawaii, you looked at it like it's a game I must, I have to go to. But now it's in Orlando, you don't you don't look at it the same way. No. I, it's, you know, and they've, that's a good point. I get, email, I get emails all the time from from Citrus Sports because I do get tickets to the bowl games. Mm-hmm. But they offered me tickets at half price, and I don't care to go to the Pro Bowl even at half half off because you know the game isn't going to be that good because it's just the quality. They don't care to play the game. Make it also, make it the, the winner share or whatever. It's winner take all. The losing team doesn't get anything. Now that's where I'll jump in with you there, John. I think you make a spectacular point about that. I – I would do winner-take-all, and I would put the cash in the middle of the field. Not last night, not Oh, yesterday. it would be awesome. It would have been all wet and, and disgusting, but I mean, like, bring the cash out like Sean Payton did. Didn't work out well for the Saints. Bring the cash out and have it be winner-take-all. I think I the problem there is you have players, more and more players dropping out if there's a chance that they wouldn't get any money. But they could get it all. Yeah, I know, but you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of the better guy. Like I don't think an Aaron Rodgers comes to the Pro Bowl this year mm-hmm. if there's a chance he doesn't get that extra pay. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Texas two one two three two. Where will the Pro Bowl be next year? And 
How would you change it to somehow make it better, uh, Chris and I? I thought I think the flag football thing works, and we'll get into a conversation. Is to, what Tom Brady is really playing for in this Super Bowl? That's next. It's Monday night with Nick and Company. <laughs> Chances we, we get a long-term deal done in the future for the event to stay in Orlando, Peter. Yeah, I think I think we'll see. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a lot of lot of cities and you know who are who are interested, and you know certainly conversations about would it make sense to to pair it with the Super Bowl market. Um, but like you said, it's. You know, it's we were establishing something pretty special here, um, or there in Orlando, and um, you know, it's hard to top that type of um, the experiences, the the resorts, the the really tie to the youth football community, the facilities like ESPN Wild World of Sports, and how great um, the renovations are at Camping World. So, Orlando's certainly well positioned. You know, we've got to you know go back to to our broader ownership following this game and and talk through it, but. Peter O'Reilly, the Senior Vice President of Events for the NFL, talking to Scott Inez last week leading up to the Pro Bowl. Orlando in good position, he said, as you heard there. Uh, But there are other cities, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Hawaii. Where do you think the Pro Bowl will be next year? Orlando hosting it for the third and final year in their current deal. Uh, now, Orlando, of course, is interested in keeping the game, and uh, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back some information. Now, hopefully, we can get to you on the show today uh, in terms of perhaps what Orlando can do to keep the Pro Bowl, but where do you think it'll be next year? Welcome back. Monday night with Nick and Company. He's Chris Crawford. I'm Nicky Football, hanging out here in the VictoryCasinoCruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. Uh, we've said this many times, Chris, on the show. I believe that the future of the Pro Bowl is in L.A. or Las Vegas. I just... I've yeah, always, it feels like that's where it's going to end up, regardless. Since the, pro, since the NFL moved back to L.A. with the Rams and, of course, now the Chargers, the lesser thought of L.A. team, but since they moved back to L.A. and have announced the move to Las Vegas, I've always felt like the Pro Bowl was natural there. Las Vegas is an event town. Now, if you're going to have a lot of youth sports events, I don't know if you're going to bring all the kids to Vegas, but uh, L.A., I think, is the biggest suitor that would be in competition with Orlando. The rain did not help this weekend, but you have to remember, Sunday is not all of it. It's something. It's not everything. It's a big something. But it's definitely not everything when it comes to the NFL's decision. It'll depend a lot on how much revenue was brought in by the Pro Bowl events and the stuff that they did down there. They did the celebrity flag football games and they, Mm -hmm. you know, they had food trucks and everything down there. Obviously, a lot of that goes to the food. I'm sure the NFL gets a cut of some stuff that they put on there. I I totally agree. But Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Hawaii, uh, you can throw in, you know, a few other cities, I guess. Atlanta's been thrown in a couple of conversations that I've had. You know, Tampa, Miami, will it just follow the Super Bowl team? Are the Super Bowl city? I think that should be considered. Yeah, as the well. Super Bowl city was something that I thought was coming up. I just don't know if a city can facilitate two straight weeks like that, turning over the hotel rooms and having enough space for the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowlers, and all the people that go along with that, and also the Super Bowl. That's a lot of people and the vendors and everything. I I think it's a lot of people. Not to mention all the imaging and all the marketing and all the advertising. That's a lot. I, I don't know if a city like Atlanta could do that or a city like Miami could do that. I don't. Th- I think that's something a lot of people are not necessarily taking into account. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. Text 21232. 
That's 21232. Let's go to the phone lines. Matt is in Orlando. Matt, you're up next on Monday Night with Nick and Company. What's up, Matt? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good, man. I'm doing outstanding. Like a 15 out of 10 today. Oh, all right. Well, that's great. Uh, I, I hope it stays in Orlando. I would love to see it in Orlando and stay here. I think that you're doing a nice job with the skills challenges and all the things leading up to it. Everybody, that, To me, that's more entertaining than the actual game. And talking to people in Orlando, they're more excited about going down there and having a chance to meet the players than they are to actually watch the game. Um, I think maybe for the game, maybe they try doing like a seven-on-seven play football like you mentioned, but maybe have all the offensive players have to play defense and all the defensive players play offense. Because I liked watching Jalen Ramsey play offense. Mike Evans played defense yesterday. That's more entertaining than watching, you know, at least something different. Yeah, Matt, I, I enjoyed that too. I, I enjoyed Mike Evans playing defensive back and getting interception and Jalen Ramsey catching a touchdown. Uh, you know, like Scott Inez called it a clown show earlier today. I thought that was kind of the no, fun part of the game. No, that's always kind of fun. That's, the, that, that's when it's exciting. It's something yeah. different that you don't get to I, see every day. As I said, like this doesn't, this should not and does not need to be a buttoned up event where you want, I think, to sit down and watch the Pro Bowl and expect a football game. Is, is the wrong way to look at this. When you sit down and you watch the NBA All-Star game, trust me, it is not an NBA game. It is it is a, a very loose, loose definition of what an NBA game is. And the guys like to have fun. Shaquille O'Neal plays point guard. And all of a sudden you got Chris Paul who wants to say, take someone out, take someone down on the low post and and all that. It's fun. And I thought it was fun. When Mike Evans caught the interception, Joe Tessitore on the broadcast said, you know, it's everyone's smiling down there. The players had fun. I, I, I thought, you know, in the rain, probably not as much fun as they could have. But uh, I thought that that was kind of the fun part of it as well. And if it were up to me, I know I said flag football earlier, uh, Matt. Uh, it would be it would be seven on seven tackle. Yeah, I, I would tackle. go seven on seven tackle like 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 you see now. Uh, and it would be different quarterbacks for the teams. So I, I would love to see a year where it's team. Watson, Deshaun Watson, Team Pat Mahomes, Team Drew Brees, Team Aaron Rodgers, um, and they pick them. Right, they I do. S- they do the same thing in the NBA where each quarterback pick picks their team, or you know whoever the top vote getter. Uh, you'd have to do quarterbacks, right? It's got to be quarterbacks. Yeah, or you could change it up. You could change it up. You could do top vote getting quarterback one year, top running backs. The next year, you do the top vote getting running backs. It's gotta the be two running backs. Guys, it's gotta though, be. Yeah. No, you could do a lineman oh, no, one like year. I, no, 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 you can't. Yeah, you can. No, you, no, you can't. Why not? Nah, I, I, because I, I, I don't think that that's that's not marketable enough. No, I'm not tuning in to see. No, I'm no, thank you. Out. No. Draft itself is interesting. <laughs> the draft is interesting. I'm fine with that. <laughs> don't take it personally. I think you just give me a draft. You're well, good. easy there, chief. I, I mean, will. So I have an idea how to incentivize these players outside of completely changing the game 100. percent Okay. So you keep the same 11 on 11. The way that I think you can maybe get some more Chris interest took so in much this. offense to me not being interested in Quentin yeah, Nelson I mean, picking yeah, God, that's, not, that's not fair to the linemen. Gosh. I, don't, I don't care. Wow. I'm an, I do not Anti-lineman, care. Anti-lineman, I, I guess. I will discriminate against linemen. That's Aaron Donald will fun. sit on you. Oh, now defensive linemen, maybe. Offensive linemen is what I'm talking about. Wow. Yeah, yeah I don't care about I do not come to watch. Offensive defense. linemen deserve love too, Nick. Now, the interesting thing, we've taken the linemen out of this with 7 on 7. So did they pick the teams? Well, no. What they do, what they do is, like I said before, they do wing, they do mini contests, they do Mm -hmm. winging contests, they do a forty-yard dash, the fastest time, and each one gives them gives the team a little more points. You make them have fun with it. Maybe a three-point competition out of them or something. 
and you do these like in between quarters. The Cody Parkey challenge. Yeah, you do these in between quarters, or like you do a split. <laughs> How screen. insulting would it have been to do a Cody Parkey challenge? Yeah, let him kick. That would be fun. Like you, yeah. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text two one two three two. I want to get to your point here in one second. Let's go to Scott Melbourne quickly. Scott, you're up next on Monday night with Nick and Company. What's up, Scott? Dicky, what's going on, my man? What's happening? Not much, buddy, man. Hanging out, having a good time. How about yourself? Uh, doing awesome. If I was doing better, I have to be twins. Hey, the last call, one of the last calls you had said that he he was going to go to Hawaii for like a vacation for the Pro Bowl. I'm just the opposite. I like it here in Florida. If it's here again, I'm going next year. I understand it's not a football game. It's an exhibition game. And I think if they leave the helmets and the shoulder pads on but make it a flag football game, 11 on 11, it'll be, I don't know, maybe a little bit more exciting because there was no tackling other than Jamal Adams laying out Mitchell Trubisky, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I got I got a bone to pick, by the way. That's my quarterback there. I got a bone to pick with Jamal Adams there. I He he was a little too aggressive all week long with, with that Patriots mascot, too. Jamal Adams is my man. He's a jet baby, just like me. Hey, and here's the thing. To me, the Pro Bowl is a family-oriented event. All the players bring their family and their kids. You see the kids on the field during practice and doing the skills events with their family. Las Vegas is not family-oriented. Las Vegas is strip clubs, making it rain dollar bills, and I don't see anybody bringing their 8-year-old kid to the strip club. So I hope it stays in Orlando. I think we've got the infrastructure, we've got the hotels, We've got ESPN Wild World of Sports. You don't have to build anything. It's already there. I think it's perfect for the Pro Bowl. And I don't think any one franchise should reap the benefits of the Pro Bowl. That's why uh, Camping World is great, because it's a neutral site. It's not an NFL stadium. No NFL team, you know, it's like Jerry Jones. I want it. Then next year, I want it in Atlanta, because Jerry had it last year. It's neutral. Everybody has a good time, and it's family-friendly. Yeah, I mean, Scott, I mean, they're they're hosting the Super Bowl in NFL franchise arenas. So, I mean, franchises are taking advantage of hosting the Super Bowl. Uh, the Pro Bowl, I wouldn't think, is anything different. To your point about what John and Orange City said earlier uh, on the show, last segment, about wanting to go to Hawaii, uh, his point, I think, was about the prestige of the game. I, John in Orange City was talking about how he looked at the game as being this big special event Scott, uh, when it came to, uh, you know, it being in Hawaii, and it was, I, I think it's the exotic location, and you know, it's 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 special, you know, it's it's not it's not frankly in the contiguous states. Uh, so I think that's how John looked at it, and he hasn't looked at it the same now that it's here in Orlando. What I will say is, NFL players have looked at it differently. There were too many players that were declining the invite when it was in Hawaii. They didn't want to spend the money to go to Hawaii to bring their family and turn it into the family-friendly vacation that it was. So uh, I agree with you there, Scott. I think Orlando, there's a reason why the NFL left Hawaii, and a lot of it had to do with all of the logistics and the pain that it was of playing it in paradise, which is what Hawaii is. No, it didn't rain, but that's just one of seven days. The other six days were much more difficult for the NFL uh, when it came to the Pro Bowl uh, rather than on day seven. So I think that's the way that the NFL does have to look at this, right, Chris? I mean, the NFL has to look at the trade-off if you go back to Hawaii for doing all of these other events because they didn't do those in Hawaii. No, and you're not getting, and you're like in the same sense of the family thing that you're not going to get in Las Vegas. You're not going to get as much then in Hawaii because be it does. I'm a terrible cost. parent. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, I'll take my eight-year-old to Vegas. Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing too. I'm I mean, yeah, I realized that. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, 
I have a very interesting story later, by the way. Ooh, when okay. I, well, I did Christmas at my girlfriend's family, and oh. I have a very interesting we'll message. put a pin in that one. Yeah, a, uh, a, a very non-subtle message that was sent to me this weekend. We'll get to that coming up here. Let's go to Rob in Orlando. Rob, you're up next here on Monday Night with Nick and Company. What's up, Rob? Hey, I totally agree the, the Pro Bowl should rotate a little bit, but I have a perfect plan, I think. When it, when it goes to the Super Bowl, goes to L.A. or to Phoenix, you host the Pro Bowl in San Diego. When it's in Houston or Dallas, you host it in San Antonio. When it's in Miami or Tampa, you host it in Orlando. Therefore, it rotates because it doesn't get stale in any of the locations. When the Super Bowl goes to one of the other cities, it rotates between those three. It goes to three huge cities that don't have NFL franchises, perfect neutral site, gets the NFL extra exposure. It also logistically works for the NFL that the Pro Bowl is near where the Super Bowl is logistically because a lot of people do, a lot of their sponsors, a lot of the TV, a lot of the stuff is tied together between the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. Logistically, it works for the NFL. It gets them three extra cities in their rotation on top of their 32 franchises. I got to say, Rob, I kind of like that idea. It's a really good idea, yeah. I, I do. I kind of like that idea. Well, it's and, three, kind of and a, two, two other, it was San Antonio, another city that's flirted with an NFL franchise. Right, that Jerry Jones will let have a franchise. Right. right. So you make the I don't Pro think the, Bowl. the Spurs don't want it either. I would agree with that. The Spurs are really really trying to push hard to not have it happen. I I don't know anything about that. They didn't push hard enough against the Alliance of American Football, though, huh? No, that's not I, an I issue. Guess not. Uh, I do like that as kind of the Pro Bowl being the NFL, the the Super Bowl stalker. That's what it is. Like just close enough to 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 not be seen, basically. Yeah. Just just kind of involved, and you got enough. Right, but I mean, enough. like close enough where like fans who are also going to the Super Bowl turn yeah. this into a whole two oh, week go, thing, I'll, and they will go, I'll go, I'll go there first, I'll go yeah. down and enjoy Super Bowl week. Kind of yeah. how you did here with the Super Bowl because yeah. Atlanta's not too far. Rob, terrific phone call. I like it. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text two one two three two. Where do you think the Pro Bowl will be? Next year, Orlando or somewhere else. I'm still putting my money on Orlando. I'll tell you why. And also, a not-so-subtle message from Tom Brady and one sent to me over the weekend. I'll tell you that story next. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. A not-so-subtle message sent by Tom Brady this weekend and one sent to me as well coming up Monday night with Nick and Company. Welcome back. Nicky Football here. Chris Crawford is with me hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. Where do you think the Pro Bowl will be next year? Uh, for my money, I'm going to say Orlando. Uh, and you are voting on Twitter at ESPN 580Nick is where you can find the Twitter poll. 49% of you saying Orlando, 23% LA, 18% Hawaii, 10% say other. Uh, and some of the responses, Las Vegas, San Diego, our buddy David tweets at ESPN 580 Nick, at ESPN 580 CC, wherever the Super Bowl is played. And those are really the options for the NFL if they want to move this thing. Uh, L.A. or Las Vegas or Miami next year. To me, I don't. To me, Hawaii is really not an option. If you're going to go to L.A. Or Las Vegas, if you want to try this thing in L.A., if the NFL is even thinking about flirting about in their mind, flirting with the idea of having the Pro Bowl in L.A., you don't go back to Hawaii. Well, for I, yeah, I think I think the fans are thinking in their mind, well, why wouldn't they go back to Hawaii? Because it worked there. And I think we think it worked there because we were involved in it. But I imagine the logistics of getting everything there, getting it all set up and all that stuff. Like the NFL had a reason for finally being like, yes, all right, we're done. Yes, we're done with Hawaii. The NFL we're finished had with Hawaii. Too many players deciding not to go. The logistics of getting people to and from Hawaii was 
difficult. It was expensive. Not to mention, a lot of the people, think about this. Think how nice this is, by the way, for the NFL. All of the people that we have heard from, like Peter O'Brien and all the people you heard from throughout Super Bowl week, they had a six-hour drive up to Atlanta or a very short flight. Think about yeah. Roger Goodell going to the Pro Bowl. Was Goodell at the Pro Bowl yesterday? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think Goodell was there. He's been to the Pro Bowl. No one knows where he is. I don't know. Wednesday. A pop-up Wednesday. We know exactly where yeah. he's going to be on Wednesday. By the way, coming up in about nine minutes uh, is the Super Bowl opening night, too. So we'll see if anything interesting happens during that here. But uh, Roger Goodell's going to have to talk on Wednesday. But Roger Goodell, let's say he goes to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. He's got to get on a plane today and fly back for the Super Bowl week? Like, I I want to just be honest here. It, it seems to me for the NFL, they moved to Orlando because playing the game in Hawaii was a pain in the ass. Right, it'd be a quick little hopper flight yes. from Orlando to Atlanta. I, but I, all I'm saying is you don't have to play it in Orlando. You can play it in L.A. or Las Vegas. You can put it in Miami next year because that's where the Super Bowl is. But taking it to Miami is a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, to me, I think it's in Orlando next year. Because if you want to put it in L.A., you can. But their stadium's not going to be ready for two more years. You can put it in Las Vegas. That's fine. But the stadium's not going to be ready for another two years. You can put it in Miami next year, but guess what? It rained in Miami. Well, why move it then? Yeah. Why move it four hours south? Have it in Orlando another year where you know that the week-long of festivities has worked out, and you pray for better rain. And, and if you aren't ready to drastically change the not format. better rain. You pray for, you no, pray for rain. no rain. No rain, Nick. What am I saying? No freaking rain. Not better rain. Could there have been better rain? It, uh mist i guess like just a light misting but if you want to change the way if you want to change the game up enough where you can maybe incentivize players a little more and still keep it in the same 11 on 11 format mm -hmm. what you should do is you should offer actual incentives in the game the nfl has enough money where they could pony up an extra 25k to each player and what you do is what you do is the offense you say hey offense if your offense scores more than you know or gets more than 300 total yards of offense or more than x amount of touchdowns mm -hmm. You give them the bonus. You say, hey, defense, if you hold the offense to under... Hold on. Are you pitching a bounty? Kind of, in the sense, yeah. You, you're pitching, it, you're pitching the defense, a bounty. Defense, you say, hey, hold them under this many yards, but it's not a bounty in the sense of getting New hurt. Orleans, New Orleans fans, stop listening. It's not a bounty in the sense of getting hurt. It's a bounty of a sense of playing harder and actually trying to compete. The defense is if you say, hey, there's an extra 25K for each one of you, win or lose... If you hold these guys to under this many yards. No, I love this idea. You're pitching a bounty, basically. Incentives is what you are, which is Incentives. basically what the bounty was, which is why I don't think anyone should have had an issue with the bounty, but whatever. Uh, I like that idea. I, I think there are other ways to try to incentivize players to play harder, but when it comes to the site, it makes no sense to move this thing out of Orlando until L.A. or Las Vegas. And we've already talked about how the fact that Las Vegas is not family-friendly the biggest threat to Orlando is not Hawaii. Everyone is focused on Hawaii. It's Las Vegas, and that's not coming for at least another two years. So if you're the NFL, by the way, how many people watched that, Chris? You gave me a number. How many? What was the average listener? It was 8.1 million. Yeah. 8.1 million. That's stupid, man. That is stupid. The amount of people that watch the And the amount of people that will jump on and complain about it while they're watching it, too. The amount of people. Well, that yeah, was, that's the thing. People turned it on to watch it just yes. to complain about it at the same time, which so is I, peak 2018 or got, 19. Rather, I got tweets about this today. Well, Nick, from three o'clock until nine o'clock, get the Pro Bowl out of Orlando was trending. That's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing if you're the NFL because the NFL played its Pro Bowl on Sunday and no one talked about the fact that the NHL had their games, the NBA had a, had regular season games that mattered. The NFL still dominated to a point where over eight million people watched. They're silly, meaningless game. 
I, I, it, you That's know, why I, there's no reason to get I, rid of it because there's still so much the way, money they're getting. The only reason to talk about the game yesterday was the fact that it rained. The NFL might be looking at the rain as a positive. I don't know. But I don't think it was necessarily the worst thing. 844-225-558. I'll put the thing back in Orlando next year. The city's done fine. Text 21232. Anthony Davis, the trade. We'll talk about that. His demand coming up. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. Now, Monday Night with Nick and Company on ESPN 580 Orlando. It is our number two Monday night with Nick and Company in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. One outstanding hour with Chris Crawford. I'm Nicky Football. We got one more to work with coming up 8 o'clock. Justin Clark right here on ESPN 580. All over Anthony Davis, the trade demand that we knew was going to likely come at some point in time. The Orlando Magic losing their 10th game in the month of January. And your calls, your texts, your tweets on the Pro Bowl. Where will it be next year? And I guess how would you improve it? I just got the longest text from one of the suits. Uh, about the Pro Bowl, and and I appreciate it. it's like a half hour long too, uh, or, or it's like a it's like a half a page long. I mean, uh, it took me a half hour. I felt like to read this thing, but uh, to me, you don't move, do not move the Pro Bowl out of Orlando. Uh, I I understand the rain, three straight years of rain. There's nothing you can do about it. You want to move it to Phoenix, like some texters are texting. Uh, we we got this text during the break. Two one two three two. Phoenix is a better place than Orlando. Why? Because they have a closed roof stadium. Okay. Also, is that stadium not out in the middle of nowhere, though? Like, the stadium is in Glendale, is it not? Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, there's there's nothing around it. It's the stadium, and then there's a drive. Ask UCF fans who just came back from the Fiesta Bowl. There's nowhere you can put it that is a, a, a an enormously better fit than Orlando, unless you want to fit it with the Super Bowl site. Hawaii doesn't make sense logistically. L.A. and Las Vegas, their stadiums won't be ready for another two years. Las Vegas isn't family-friendly. Unless, never mind, I'm not even going to make that joke. Uh, <laughs> thought better of it. I did. I thought better of it. Good for me. I'm growing up, being an adult. But the way that I would change the Pro Bowl, if you want to change it, because that, and that is, that's what we get every single year, is, is the Pro Bowl gets ripped every year like fans have been promised this golden game of football. At the end of the day, it's a scrimmage. It's a scrimmage. It's fun. If you don't like it, watch something else. Go to something else. But here's the thing. That scrimmage that everyone, as it was put to me on Twitter, was tweeting about that it should be out of Orlando and it's worthless, did 8.1 million viewers. Major League Baseball would die for 8.1 million viewers for for a regular season game. For... I don't even know what what is what is the all what is the all star game for Major League Baseball do last year? I was gonna go look at what the uh, World Series ratings were okay, to be honest fine. with you. Go ahead and look at that. I bet the NHL did not sniff that. The NBA All Star game last year, I think, was kind of close to where the Pro Bowl was. The numbers the NFL does in the worst of circumstances. It's kinda like do you remember those commercials, Chris, where a guy and his buddy they're on a boat and the guy's reeling in this fish and they're going crazy he and his buddies and they're reeling in the fish and it's this giant marlin and the marlin jumps up onto the deck and there they are and the guy looks and he says oh it's it's only a six footer throw it back and the tagline it was for visit florida florida where a bad day beats a good day anywhere else that's how the nfl's ratings are the nfl where a bad event beats anything else 
even the terrible Monday night and Thursday night ratings. 8.1 million viewers for a rainy, a basically unplayable Pro Bowl. I'm not going to debate the style of game. But I'll tell you what, the players looked like they had fun. The week here was fun. I, I would not be surprised if they brought this thing back again because of the logistics issues, the timing. Is the long-term future in Orlando? Probably not. But I bring it back next year. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That is 21232. Let's go to Deltona. Talk to Al. Al, what's up? How you doing, man? You're on Monday Night with Nick and Company. Okay, I'm 77. So I'm an old guy. So I've been watching football a long time. You, you guys might not remember. The Pro Bowl used to be played after the Super Bowl. And it was, it was a real downer because everybody's mm-hmm. excitement was the Super Bowl. Now, the following week was... You know, the Pro Bowl, and sometimes even have the Super Bowl players there. So what happened was they, the players had been away from football for, for a month or two. They stayed away after a while. They started staying away in droves. And it was really getting fair dues. So what they decided to do was to put it out in Hawaii. And they paid the players and their families to go out there and play. And all of a sudden it was very desirable because now all of a sudden the film nowhere began to go to Hawaii to play for play a game, and basically it was, it was a TV audience, because they knew that nobody from those cities was going to go out and see it. So it was out there for many, many years, and then for some reason they decided to drop it. But actually that was what happened. Originally it was after the Super Bowl, and the, and the, and the interest was low, and the players' interest was low. So they put it out in Hawaii, and they used to, be, they used to pay the players and their families as an incentive. So not everybody wanted to go to the Pro Bowl, because it was a free trip to Hawaii with your relatives in the yeah. middle of the winter. Yeah, there was novelty like of it. Yeah. Hey. The, the novelty you of it. That yeah, the novelty of it had worn off. I mean, in recent years. Within the last three to four years, the novelty, five years, wore off. And, and the players didn't necessarily want to go every single year. Some of these guys, they've been to Hawaii. They've done it. You didn't get the fan involvement. People do forget too. That stadium in Hawaii was empty. It's not like they. Yeah, it was always stadium. not. Yeah, no, yeah, they could have filled that stadium. Was empty too. So I mean, people that are talking about the attendance. You get a sunny day here in Orlando, and that place will be filled. I, I, I I'd like to think that. Yes, I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about it completely selling out and being filled. But yes, oh, I'm not get, saying completely sold out. I'm just saying you wouldn't see as many empty patches as you did. No, and yesterday was a worst case scenario. Now I'm waiting for the attendance figures. Those have not been released yet. That doesn't really bode well, I would say, in terms no. of what the attendance is. I'd like to hear about what the what the ticket sales were, not the attendance, because of the rain. But, Al, you're right. This thing used to be the week after the Super Bowl, and it was almost a letdown because you were expecting one more football game and you didn't get it. Uh, they've moved it here to be filler. You know, kind of just a slow – it's an appetizer. It's just it's, a, it's an hors d'oeuvre for the Super Bowl so that they don't have an empty weekend here. Could they fill it with better stuff? Sure, I would rather that – you know, if you – if you move the uh, the NCAA, if you move the college football playoffs to, let's say, eight or 12 teams, play the championship game yesterday. That would be awesome. Fill the weekend with that. Game seven of the NLCS last year got a 7.3 million viewership. 7.3 million. Game seven of the NLCS. Yeah. Um, there, there you go. The NFL, where a bad event beats a good event in basically every other sport. Uh, let me switch gears here. I want to get to this... Uh, this Tom Brady thing and a small thing from the weekend for me. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, uh, not very subtle in uh, his. Uh, how do I, I guess? How, how do I put this in the way in in his answer when he was asked about whether or not he was going to be back um, next year for the NFL? Uh, Tom Brady has 
I think I have this cut here. I'm I'm making sure I have this cut. Hold on one second here. But I mean, Tom Brady trying to is talking to Jeff Darlington of of uh, ESPN, and Tom Brady was asked, "Okay, are you are you going to be coming back uh, next year? Is there any chance, basically, that you leave football after this game? Is there any chance that this is your last game?" Zero. zero. Say it. I don't want to just say There's it. zero. Yeah. Okay. There's zero. I've said that for a long time. I feel like I'm I asked know. that a lot, and I feel like I repeat the same answer, but no I one know. wants to believe me. I feel but... like one of the coaches in the AFC East, like, trying to tell you, are you sure this is not the only thing I'm about I know. I just, you know, I've, I've set a goal for myself at 45, and like I said before, it's very hard to make it that far. I know how hard it was this year, you know, and the commitment it takes, and hopefully I've learned from some of the things that happened this year to be better next year, but... Every year is tough. Tom Brady not subtle. Okay, 45. So Tom Brady is 41 right now. That would be another three seasons, four seasons, I guess, depending on when he turns 40, uh, when he turns 42. Uh, I don't expect Tom Brady to go anywhere. I don't. Uh, Tom Brady played at a level where how many teams would have said, let's do it this way, Chris, how many teams would have said no to Tom Brady in a trade? I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let's, let, let's go through it here quickly because Tom Brady did not play at the level that we have come to expect of Tom Brady, which is an MVP caliber, one of the two to three best quarterbacks in the league. But Tom Brady still had a heck of a season this year uh, when it came to the overall statistics and, of course, you know, just winning football games. The New England Patriots were the two seed in the AFC. They had their ups and downs, but there were there were times this year where it felt like with Tom Brady that Brady was almost protecting himself during the season, where Tom Brady almost treated this year like uh, the Golden State Warriors are treating the month of January, December or or November in the NBA where it's, okay, well, you know, I just don't want to get hurt. We want to take our time. You know, is it the postseason yet? Tom Brady threw 29 touchdowns against 11 interceptions this year. He won 11-5, and five, completed 65, nearly 66% of his passes, averaged just about eight yards an attempt. How many teams would say no to Tom Brady in a trade, Chris? Mm, maybe... One six? sixth of the NFL would say no, maybe. So five, six teams? Yeah, five, six teams. Five, six teams. Okay. Let, let's let's go, let's just let's go through them really quickly here. And I had a different angle I wanted to go with this, but I'm gonna audible here just like Tom every, Brady does. Every team in the AFC East would take that trade. Okay. Every team in the AFC East. In the AFC East, yes. Yeah. Uh Miami says yes. Buffalo says yes. Did the Jets say yes? The Jets yes, say yes. Heart, well, they yeah. have young Sam Darnold. I think it's just a question that needs to be asked. I think the Jets say yes too. Okay. All right, so strictly Tom, because it gets them, all, it gets them off the Patriots. Okay, well, take that aside. Okay, uh, so Dolphins, Bills, Jets—they all say yes to a 41-year-old Tom Brady. Everyone's asking whether or not he should hang it up. Uh, Baltimore, they say yes. I think they say yes. I think Baltimore does not say no to a Tom Brady trade. Pittsburgh, no. Oh, really? If it's maybe ah uh, no actually if it's if I think, it's I think Pittsburgh if I it's think, Big Ben for Tom Brady that's what I mean you're just, yeah you're replacing your existing quarterback with Tom Brady yeah that's they do it yeah I think they okay, do okay there we go Cleveland <laughs> Cleveland says yes uh, Cincinnati definitely says yes so you have two whole divisions that are not turning down 41 year old Tom Brady Houston this is where it starts to get interesting you have a young you have a young Deshaun Watson by the way who got the hell beat out of him this year. Yeah. I think Houston says no. I think Houston rides with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't okay, know. You're I think I think they might say yes. I okay. think they might say yes. All right. Here's who we know is saying no. Indiana, Indianapolis. I think they're riding with Andrew Luck. Yeah. I think Indy is good with Andrew Luck. 
Tennessee and Jacksonville are absolutely saying yes. yes. Kansas City says no. They're taking Pat yeah. Mahomes. That's for sure. The LA Chargers are saying yes because their guy hasn't beaten their guy. Yeah. Uh, Denver and Oakland are absolutely saying yes. Dallas is saying yes. Dak Prescott is good. He's not Tom Brady great, even at 41. And I don't know if I don't know if Dak Prescott will ever have the kind of years in his career where he's as good as Tom Brady is, even at 41. Philadelphia. Is, they they might say yes. That in the, the injuries. With, yes, the injuries to Carson Wentz. Philly would be interesting. For now, I'll give Philly a no. So that's three teams that would say no. Washington and the Giants are both saying yes. Chicago saying yes. Minnesota saying yes to Kirk Cousins. You like that? Green Green Bay is saying no. Yeah, they'd say no. That's four teams. Detroit, yes. What about New Orleans? No, nah, I don't think they say yes. You don't think they say no? Yes? They say no. No, all right. Breeze so and Peyton. Five teams. Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa, all saying yes. Yeah. To a Tom Brady trade. Matt Ryan is damn good too. Matt Ryan is good. Atlanta's the only other team that I would even debate there as to whether or not they would say yes. Let's get to the more interesting thing. What does San Francisco say? Yeah. Do they say yes or no to yes. Jimmy Garoppolo? They say yes. They to, say yes. They say yes. Okay, so they take Tom Brady. Arizona takes Tom Brady. Seattle. No. I agree. So that's six teams right there. What do the L.A. Rams say? The team they'll play in the Super Bowl. Would the L.A. Rams right now do a Jared Goff for Tom Brady trade straight no. up? No, they would not. No. They would take Jared I Goff. I think after this year of Jared Goff. Okay. With that offense, they'd say no. Okay, so I was a little generous there. Seven teams would say no to Tom Brady. The rest of the league would. And we're talking about a 41-year-old starting quarterback who didn't even have the best season of his career this year. He had a meh season by Tom Brady's standards. Guess what? Tom Brady's going to play for the next three to four seasons, and your team probably at 45 would still take him. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That is 21232. Is Tom Brady playing for something more than just the Lombardi Trophy, and his sixth Super Bowl on Sunday. I think so. I can't wait to get Chris's thoughts on this. That's coming up next. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. Hey, welcome back. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. Nicky Football here. Chris Crawford with me in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. Thanks for making our Monday part of your Monday here. Super Bowl week. Rams-Patriots coming up on Sunday. Uh, We just went through that list. Seven teams in our mind. Seven teams would say no to a Tom Brady trade at age 41, straight up for their quarterback right now. Now, I wonder, would would Belichick say yes to a Brady for Garoppolo trade right now? Maybe. But we just kind of got into this Uh, conversation. Maybe not after the injury, no. That's the thing. Like, the Garoppolo thing is just up in the air, and he's already signed that contract. With the knee injury, now it's it's a torn ACL. He'll probably be back the same. But we came up with seven teams. Um, Indianapolis, Kansas City. We said, what, Cleveland would say no to a Brady deal? Cleveland would say no. Are we yes. sure Are we sure Cleveland would say no to I that? don't know. That's a tough one, too. Tom Brady would be the best quarterback in, I mean, like, would you, are you willing to? Be the are best you, quarterback yeah, are you in willing? Brown's history as soon as he stepped in the door. I think it would depend on your perspective, kind of, on whether you think that after one year, and if you're willing, willing to roll the dice on one year of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think we, we went through, we said Cleveland would say no, or would say yes to that deal, actually. We said no one in the East, no one in the North would say no. Uh, Indy would say yes. The Kansas City Chiefs would say yes, that's for sure. Philadelphia would say no, we said. We were generous there with the Carson Wentz thing. Uh, Green Bay would say no. New Orleans would say no. 
And then we got the LA Rams, six, Seattle, seven. Atlanta's sitting out there. Atlanta's interesting. Matt Ryan is good. Matt Ryan is very, very good. But then again, I believe his team was up 28-3 on Tom Brady's team. Right, that alone would be reason to make the yeah. move. So I, I was thinking about this last week, Chris, and I, I saved it. I saved it so we could have this conversation because you, of of all people, you love to talk about the era of greatness that we're in in sports. Like, this is a thing you and I, sitting in the sports lounge over here, have talked about this for hours upon hours upon hours of the era of greatness. Novak Djokovic won another Australian Open. He did, yes. Uh, especially in tennis. I know you're a tennis guy. Djokovic, Federer, Nadal, Serena Williams. Uh, but in, in all sports, right, we've got... Uh, LeBron James doing what he's doing right now. You have Tom Brady. Brady. And, you know, we, we talk about Peyton Manning to a lesser extent, of course. Sorry. Uh, doing what he's doing. But, you know, the Brady, LeBron, Federer, Serena Williams, kind of the, those those big four. Who am I missing here? Well, you got you got Michael Phelps. You got oh, Usain Phelps Bolt. Phelps and Usain Bolt, right, to go on the Olympic side of things. Soccer. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Messi and Ronaldo. Messi and Ronaldo. So, I mean, we have just an, an a ridiculous era of great all-timers if you were to be making kind of a Mount Rushmore of this generation's great players, it would be hard to boil it down to four. It'd be tough. So I I was thinking about this Super Bowl, and everyone is talking about how, well, I mean, like Tom Brady has already showed up the GOAT thing. And he has. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I saw a list that was written a couple of months ago uh, about the greatest, the greatest athlete of each sport. And they had Joe Montana on there. They had Joe Montana instead of Tom Brady, and I thought it was asinine. Is I, it is it maybe because Tom Brady's still playing? No, it was because Joe Montana went four and zero. It's the old Michael Jordan thing, four yeah. Super Bowls. But the biggest line in there was because Joe Montana never threw an interception during a Super Bowl, which I I have to say is is meaningless. Hasn't it's, Brady only thrown three and it's, nine? It's pa- it's a pass happy NFL as well. He hasn't played the ninth Super Bowl yet. He's played he's thrown or three and eight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you this. I I think Brady. He's sewn up the greatest quarterback of all time conversation. He's in the discussion for the pantheon of greatest American sports athletes. I'm just I'm gonna keep this to American. I'm sorry. But when it comes to the greatest American sports athletes, like if you were to be making a list, and I, I went through the easy three for me were Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, and Muhammad Ali, like the greatest sports athletes of of all time. Just the level of dominance, and Brady is there when it comes to the level of dominance. Um, but what no one's talking about is that if Brady loses the Super Bowl on Sunday, he'll be 5-4 and four in nine Super Bowls. Getting there, impressive. I'm not saying that it's not. And this is not Tom Brady hate. Someone's going to take this as Tom Brady hate. That's fine. But 5-6-3 and six and three looks a whole lot different than 5-4 and four in nine Super Bowls. If Brady wins his sixth Super Bowl title, you get to the same amount of titles as Jordan. I think he'll win, what, his fourth Super Bowl MVP, and he'll still be playing for another two to three seasons. To me, like, Brady Brady winning this title kind of puts him on the same level in terms of the winner that a Jordan was, a dominant athlete that Muhammad Ali was, the domination of a sport that is unparalleled. Uh, and he gets him in the conversation with someone like Bill Russell that had the 11 titles. I'm talking about winning. I think Michael Jordan was the best basketball player that I ever saw. But the three that are on my Mount Rushmore of kind of the greatest in that pantheon of greatest American sports athletes, it's Russell, Jordan, Ali, 
that fourth is hard to fill out when you look at kind of the list of guys, the greatest, the greatest players in all their sports. I, I, Serena Williams is on that list for me in terms of how she's dominated women's tennis. You got to put, you know, Roger Federer is not American or else I would put him on there, but I, Tom Brady's kind of right there. And going six and three in nine Super Bowls and still be playing, Chris, I think puts him right in the conversation with Jordan Ali. Yeah. I would have to say so. I think getting that winning record there makes a big deal about it. I think that in just not even just the winning the Super Bowls, and I hate that's kind of how we measure this out by the amount of rings you have, but just the appearances alone and the dominance that he's shown in the air of how many that he's been to. You know, like it's 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 one every other it's, year basically for him, which is just straight, what's so right. ridiculous. It's eight straight AFC championships in his career he'll play in his ninth Super Bowl, and it is. It's one Super Bowl every other year it's, when you it's, take yeah. out the year where he had the knee injury. But it's also all the games he gets to the... It's all the times he's gotten to the AFC Championship game, too, in the same sense that it's how LeBron James made it to eight... What was it? Eight straight finals? Eight, or eight straight... Yeah, eight oh, straight year, finals. Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight, straight, eight straight AFC Championships. Yeah, eight straight AFC Championships uh, is what it is. But I, I don't know. I, I, I was just... I was looking at kind of the list of the all-time winners... I would say the winners in American sports that aren't coaches, because when you go through that list, it's it's basically coaches. It's John Wooden. It's it's you know it's 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 uh, Newt Rockney and it's Phil Jackson. And I'm taking the coaches out of it. Um, I I'm looking at Russell Jordan Ali, and I think there is one big name that I miss. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and yeah. You want to let Chris and Longwood tell I'm, you? <laughs> I'm going to because Chris brought this up, and sometimes I'm too close to the forest for the trees, and that's why I like when we have Chris from Longwood. Chris, you're up next on Monday Night with Nick and Company. What name? What? Why am I an idiot here, Chris? Go ahead. I I couldn't let you. No, it's you shouldn't. Like the woods, y'all. Yeah. How in the world can he be left out? He oh. is the greatest golfer of all time in the most competitive uh, period of golf. I, I like the Jack Nicholas argument from time to time, but come sure. on, this is like the revolution of power hitters, 14 majors. He's got to be on it. Chris, I don't disagree with you. I And by the way, like I, I cut. I, I knew there was someone we were missing there. I wrote the recap of Tiger Woods' round today for ESPN 580, Chris. I don't know how Tiger Woods in my prep did not end up on this list, and that is, that's negligence on my part. That's, that, that's what that is. That's malpractice. Uh, luckily, I'm not a doctor. Uh, but that's what that is. So right now, I guess on my list as we're working this out together here, and I love it when we all work together. Appreciate the call, Chris. I'd have Russell, Jordan, Ali, and and Woods, greatest American sports athletes. Yeah, I think that's fair. With Brady and Serena Williams just on the outside looking in, and if Brady goes six and three in nine Super Bowls, six and three has the same amount of titles as Michael Jordan. You got to You got it in the sport of football. You got to start thinking about moving somebody off that mountain. Yeah, I might who, think who I, it is. I'm I'm there for that discussion. I think I would move Russell only because of the era that he played in wasn't as man. The centers get no respect. I know Bill Russell gets no respect in terms of just the winner that he was. Eleven titles, twelve time All Star, five time MVP. And you're right. I was leaning towards Bill Russell. That's who I was leaning towards. But there's something on the line for Tom Brady, and I, I hate to do the whole legacy update thing, but that legacy, it's a, it's a growing, living thing. And for Brady to go 6-3 and three in Super Bowls, not 5-4, and four. and also, you never know if he's ever going to make it back again. But if Brady and the Patriots lose the Super Bowl on Sunday, think about how the narrative does change. Three straight Super Bowls. You lost the last two when you were down 28-3-1 and one and had a miraculous comeback, where if Kyle Shanahan decides to run the football an extra two or three times, 
different game. It is. All of a sudden, you're four and five in super in, in your nine Super Bowls, and you lost your last three. There is there's quite a bit in my mind on the line for Tom Brady and the Patriots on Sunday, especially Tom Brady when it comes to the legacy. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. That's eight four four two two five fifty five eighty. Text is two one two three two. That's two one two three two. Am I leaving anybody else off here? Russell, Jordan, Ali, Tiger Woods on the outside, Serena Williams, and Tom Brady. Uh, to me, that's the list right now of those greatest winners in American sports history. We'll get your calls, your texts, your tweets on that, and we'll get into Anthony Davis coming up next. It's Monday night when they can company. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, 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 bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. I hope you guys are excited. And as Des said, let's let them hear it all the way down to Atlanta. We're still here. 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 Tom Brady, who somehow is getting his entire team to buy into the fact that they're underdogs. I, I Can we really have a second year in a row where a team is going into the Super Bowl saying we're the underdog, no one believes in us? We did it with the Eagles last year. That made sense with Nick Foles and the whole thing. Yeah, you can't do it with this Patriots no. team. I hate that they've brought this narrative no, on no, themselves. No, one, no, one's, no one's doing it. No, I, no, one, no one doesn't believe in you, Tom Brady. You guys are two and a half point favorites in the Super Bowl. You have to be at least an underdog at Victory Casino Cruises. You have to be an underdog with our friends out there in the desert. Uh, but Tom Brady, we're still here. He is. And Tom Brady playing in his ninth Super Bowl. A lot to play for. Now, uh, I came up with my list. Greatest winners in sports history. The uh, the pantheon of greatest sports athletes. That's two times in one show. My email yeah, got me. Yeah, you've done it again. I made it six years without doing that until tonight. It's gotten me twice now. It just means I'm important. I get emails. Um, I got the same emails. That wasn't important. No, that one was not at all, actually. It was more betting lines. Uh, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, and then Tiger Woods. Chris and Long, we brought him up. Those were the four that I came up with uh, getting ready for the show today in terms of who I would have on there. Serena Williams, Tom Brady just on the outside. A couple of people have brought up some good names. We'll get to the phone lines here in just a minute. You want to get in touch, you can. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text 21232. That is 21232 on Twitter at ESPN 580 Nick and at ESPN 580CC uh, is uh, where you can find us. Nine Super Bowls, 18 years for Tom Brady. Uh, unbelievable. He's looking to go six and three in those nine Super Bowls. If he wins this one, you have to start. I, I, I got to move somebody off the mountain in my mind. I do. I got to move somebody off. Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Tiger Woods, and Maybe I'm showing my, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm showing my age here. But I'm probably pushing Bill Russell off, who, by the way, 11 titles, five MVPs. Uh, that, that's a hard thing to do. But I think the longevity, the consistency, the dominance of that Patriots franchise, Tom Brady has played in more playoff games than some NFL franchises have played. 844-225-5580. Let's go to Jason Orlando. Jason. You're up next on Monday Night with Nick and Company. What's up, Jason? What's going on, Nikki? Question for you. My question would be, what's your criteria for putting people on the list? Is it winning? What do you? What makes you put them on there? Because if it's winning, is it winning or is it changing a culture of how things are done? Like, let's say in basketball. Yeah. 
if it's changing culture, you'd have to put Steph Curry because he went. For, they went from a big man dunking league to a three-point shooting league, and he's one of the main reasons why. If you're putting boxes on there, how is Mike Tyson not on there? So my only question would be is I, all the people out there are great, and you're 100% right, but what's the criteria? Is Tyson not a better championship boxer than Muhammad Ali? I don't know. You know, but Tyson was. Yeah, yeah. You Jason, know what I'm saying? No, you, no I, I know exactly what you're saying. I think you make a spectacular point in terms of in terms of the cultural relevance, uh, in terms of the effect on the landscape of their game and the way that they affected the sport that they played, and also pop culturally, how relevant are they? Tyson probably has merit to be on this list. I went with Ali because I think that Ali still today resonates just as much, if not more than Mike Tyson does. And maybe that's because I was an Ali guy. I admired Ali. I, I've I've watched all the old film of Ali, and I wasn't quite as much as a, of a Tyson guy, uh, and, and I really was not as much of a boxing guy live in the moment. So I, I've just I've always been kind of an Ali guy. For me, the, the cultural rings into it. The dominance rings into it for me. The winning, of course, championships plays into it. We might one day, Jason, have to put Steph Curry on this list. Like, Steph Curry might need... We might have to bump Muhammad Ali for Steph Curry because you're right. Steph Curry changed the NBA. The rules did. The time, kind of the the era that he came into did. But Steph Curry, the way that he played, the way that he handled the ball, the way that he shoots, it's changed the league. And the Golden State Warriors helped along with that with the way that they built that team. Like, does Steph Curry have the same effect? I think you need to look at situation two on the NBA if he's not playing next to Klay Thompson and with Draymond Green. This is nothing against Steph Curry. But because you have another, would you say, top five greatest shooter of all time in NBA history in Klay Thompson? Top ten, definitely, yeah. right? Yeah, Because of that, and because Draymond Green came into a time in the league where we weren't playing so many bigs, and he was kind of this weird dude that Steve Kerr said, yeah, just go out there and, and play where the big guy normally plays, but just make stuff happen. Steph Curry was able to have this effect. And that's that's true for all of these people in terms of circumstance. One day, Steph Curry might need to be on that list. Good call, Jason. Appreciate it. 844-225-5580. Text 21232. That's 21232. Am I missing anybody here, Chris? Is there someone you would add? Is there someone you would add to this? Not off the top of my head. No, I think we've covered a lot of it. I think there's an argument that could be made for a lot of guys, though. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going with I'm going. It's American sports. This is American sports. Uh, I'm I'm going with here. Let's go to Randy in St. Cloud. Randy, you're up next on Monday night with Nick and Company. What's up, Randy? Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I have to say I have two guys. Sure. One, I would say Michael Phelps um, totally dominated multiple Olympics. Uh, kind of changed the landscape of swimming, the way you view it. He took on the world, and it was individual. Um, the other guy I think you might be overlooking, I think doesn't really get a lot of credit or talked about, I would say Deion Sanders. Winning a World Series and a Super Bowl, um, playing two sports in one season, um, I think those are pretty pretty amazing feats. I think it's a guy who no one ever wanted to throw to. It was just a terrific athlete. Yeah. So those are just two guys, two names. Yeah, Dion. Dion is an interesting test case because he didn't just do it in one sport, but in two sports. And yeah, I that's think a good Dion, point. Dion, for the time that he played, was dominant. But in terms of the amount, in terms of just the 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 overtime thing for me with Dion, I would have him. He's on this list. He's outside of these four names of Russell, Jordan, Ali, and Tiger Woods. Like I, I think, I think if I were to ask you who was more dominant in their specific sport. 
Jordan or Dion. People are, I'm, I'm going to have 99% Michael Jordan. Ali or Dion. Ali. Culturally, who was more relevant? Dion Sanders, yeah. by the way, still culturally relevant, no doubt. Uh, Tiger Woods or Dion? Tiger Woods. So I, he would just be on the outside looking at, I have a hard time, and you tell me if you disagree, Chris, with Olympic sports, because it's once every four years. You are beating the best of the best of the best at that specific craft, and you have to qualify, so you're winning in between. Yeah. And Michael Phelps is the most decorated Olympian ever. I I, I actually think of my lifetime, I don't know, and I watched Michael Jordan play, I, I've I've watched LeBron play, and, and maybe this is over the top here. I've watched Serena play. I don't know if there's ever been more. I don't know if there's more memorable wow moments that I have had, and part of this is when I watched him, than when I watched Michael Phelps in the Olympics. Like, I'll never I'll never forget that. I tell this story all the time. That relay in 2008. Yeah, the relay. Yeah, everyone remembers that, that relay. Jason Lezak come from behind to beat the French. I'll never forget that. Michael Phelps winning, was it five medals or was it? Was it, yeah, it was five medals in one Olympics. I thought it was six. It was, all right, six. Okay. Um, I'll never forget that. And Michael Phelps, how dominant he was, no doubt. But it's it's once every four years. Yeah, it's once every four years. And it's also only, what, a two-week span? And he's participating in, like, one part of that week, you know? I mean, you look at, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's like, you know, every other sport. It's a full year, every, you know, every once every week. And I think it's, if, you it's catch long me, grind. if you catch me during a Summer Olympics, I'm probably like, hell yeah, put them on. Because I'm in the Olympic mode. But outside of it, I have when I'm outside of That's the Olympic true, right, bubble, yeah. right? You know, if, if this is in between, if this is week, just the beginning of week two of the Olympics and, felt, and, and, and we're watching all these events and it's like, now you remember Phelps? It's like, yeah, Phelps was awesome. We probably would do that. But... For now, I, I would keep him just on the outside looking in of the list that I have here. Let's go to Steven and Claremont. Steve, you're up next on Monday Night with Nick and Company. What's up, Steve? I know you said American sports, but Gretzky was so dominant that other players wouldn't even wear the same number. At least other basketball players wear number 23, and they're not afraid to be compared to him. Nobody would even wear 99 because they were afraid to be compared to him. And he has more assists than the guy in second place has total points. So if he hadn't scored a goal in his career, he'd still have the most points in the league. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, Steve, I, I think you're I think you're 100% right. Gretzky is someone who needs to be on the list. Now, I said American sports, not American athletes. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I said American sports. Hockey is an American sport. Uh, Gretzky should be somewhere on here. I'm not as much, and I hate to always say this, hockey was not a sport that I grew up worshiping. So I do not connect with the greatness of Gretzky like I do with the greatness of of Michael Jordan. Should Gretzky be on here somewhere? Yeah, maybe, you know what? Maybe it's maybe that's where Bill Russell goes. Maybe Bill Russell comes off and I go Gretzky Jordan, the two that by the way, you're right. No one wears Gretzky's number. It still bothers me when NBA players wear Jordan's number. I don't think that should be allowed. I think the NBA should should retire Jordan's number. I'm from Chicago, by the way. Don't know if you know that. But I when I was a kid, that's all I wanted to do is wear the number 23. That's all I wanted to do. And when I watched other people after Jordan retire wear the number 23, it's bothered me. Gretzky, there's that respect factor. So maybe maybe Bill Russell comes off and Gretzky goes on, which I feel like is sacrilegious for what Bill Russell did. Or Ali comes off. Jordan's not coming off this list for me. I'm sorry. No, I know. Um, but I don't I don't think I think that there are two mainstays, and it's Jordan, it's Tiger. Because of Jason called earlier, the way that the effect that they had on their sport and on culture and the dominance that they had. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. There's all kinds of names to pick from. Uh, 
and by the way, like we're I'm I'm talking about the pantheon of greatest American sports athletes is what we're we're getting into here. To me, if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl this year on Sunday and moves to six and three in nine Super Bowls and plays in nine Super Bowls in eighteen years, which he's which he's already done. I, it's going to be hard to keep him off this list. I don't think five and four is any worse, though. I don't. I like it as long Man, as he does keeps it feel different. I don't know. I, Man, I just think as long different. as he keeps a winning record about it, I, I think that's good. What if he goes five and four, comes back next year and six and four? Now, it's and all very then, impressive. Then we re-update the conversation. Like that's the thing. Brady isn't walking at the end of this year, and he told ESPN's Jeff Darlington just that. But it looks different. Like let's say Brady. Let's say that he plays this year, loses, loses the final two Super Bowls he plays in. Trail 28-3 in one of the ones before his miraculous comeback and then never makes it back. You don't know. 6-3, and three, to me, it looks much different. 844-225-5580. Let's go to Richard and Claremont. Richard, you're up next on Monday Night with Nick and Company. What's up, Richard? Hey, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about uh, you? Good, thank you. Um, I'm having a little bit of ta- struggle with Russell as well as possibly Tiger without including Jack Nicklaus on there who has more majors than Tiger, and probably should have had several more with finishing second 19 different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Richard, uh, the Nicholas Woods discussion is one, and Tony Austin from Fairways and Greens, uh, he he hosts our show Saturday mornings uh, from 9 to 10 a.m., and I, I produce that show for Tony. Uh, Tony, Tony is a... Tony's a Nicholas guy. Tony believes that Nicholas, if I if I don't want to misquote him, but I believe that is the greatest golfer of all time. Um, I I would I give Tiger Woods the edge, and maybe this is because I watch Tiger Woods play. I know Tiger Woods. Uh, to me though, Tiger inflated the game of golf unlike any other golfer did, and he played at yeah. a time that was more competitive than Jack Nicholas played in. Tiger now, still inflates the game of golf more than any other athlete inflates any sport out there. He still does. Tiger Woods is the game of golf. I don't know if Jack Nicholas reached that point where golf ebbed and flowed as he ebbed and flowed, but that's definitely one to discuss. That 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 is one there too. Uh I, but uh to me he's a guy you don't move off that. Like I I I I think Tiger the dominance that he had when Tiger was a rolling. It was a it was a freight train downhill, man. And I don't I mentioned Phelps, Tiger, same thing, where we would open up radio shows and do Tiger or the field. And it was a legit discussion. Man, do I want 60 other golfers or this one dude? And most people, he'd take the one dude. That is dominance unlike anything, and that's why Tiger makes this list for me. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Uh, I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm going to bump Bill Russell. I'm going to throw Gretzky on there. I think Gretzky makes sense. I'm gonna throw Gretzky on there. I, I I think that my 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 mind was changed there. I it was a it was a terrible omission. Uh, Gretzky, Jordan, Ali, Tiger Woods, which means the list that I rolled in here with, fifty percent of it is now changed. <laughs> you can try to change my mind. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. I'm a fickle dude. What can I say? It's Monday night when they can company. Fifty three ESPN five eighty and FM ninety six point five HD two. Football lives here. They're not a front runner with the Lakers for any big free agent. That doesn't mean they won't get one. Right. But there's not a free agent this summer that they can they go to sleep at night and say, Hey, we know we're getting that guy. That guy doesn't exist. Now it can change and a lot changes in the league between now and then. So they kept their assets and did not trade for Paul George. 
They held on to their assets and didn't trade for Kawhi Leonard. This is the time where they're probably going to have to ante up and offer to get that second star for LeBron James and to get one and Anthony Davis, who, you know, is a transcendent player. Like, players like him don't become available in the NBA. And you would think that L.A. Um, would be willing to sacrifice their cap space this summer to know they could get Anthony Davis in right now. Big couple of moments, big couple of months coming up here for Magic Johnson for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, after today's news, that's Adrian Wojnarowski with ESPN. Uh, discussing Anthony Davis's trade request. I wouldn't call it a demand. He's just said, hey, I'm not interested. You should probably go ahead and trade me. I wouldn't call it a demand yet. He has not given any preferred uh, destinations when it comes to being traded from the New Orleans Pelicans, but his agent, Rich Paul, also LeBron's agent, uh, has told the New Orleans Pelicans that he is turning down the Supermax. $240 million. Yeah. Can you imagine turning down $240 Guy million? Guy wants to win. Yeah, I can. If I if I'm gonna be Oof. making 180 million, I can win championships and build my brand. Why not? I would have a really hard time. I'm just I'm just I'm honest with you. I'm honest with everyone. Uh, I would have a hard time turning down 240 million dollars. But I guess when you have enough, you have enough, and you want the freedom to to go elsewhere. But yeah. uh, memo to the Lakers uh, because there's been a lot of discussion today, and our buddy Sam Albuquerque and I were talking about this. And Sam, you can hear him on the Fan Zone Saturday mornings with Chris Crawford's uh, 10 to 11 right here on ESPN 580. Um, Sam was was talking about, well, do we have to give up Kuzma? Do we have to give up Hart? Yeah, give up yeah, all of it. You, you got to give it all yeah, up, yes. Give up all of it. Uh, the Lakers should not hesitate. Go make a deal now because they screwed around with Paul George. Now that guy's in Oklahoma City. They screwed around with Kawhi Leonard, and at least they're not in complete control of the situation. They could have had him. He's in Toronto with the Raptors, and let's say they make it to the finals this year. You don't know. Kawhi did buy a $13.3 million home in California. Clippers are out that there, could, though, the too. Clippers are out there, too. Memo to the Lakers. Offer all of it. Empty the cannons. Don't get hung up on Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma. They're good players. They're okay players. They're not great players. Anthony Davis is a great player. The Lakers have gone 6-10 since LeBron James went down. I'm not counting the win over Golden State. That game was over when LeBron went down. They've gone 6-10 without LeBron since he went down with the groin strain. Those wins, by the way, over the Kings, Pistons, Mavs, Bulls, Oklahoma City, and the Suns. Those are the six wins. right? They there. were sitting in like the what? The, the five spot in the yes. West and are now on the outside looking in. The win percentage, the collective win percentage of the teams that the Lakers have beaten without LeBron is .406. Those teams are a combined 121 and 177. Memo to the Lakers. The guys you're trading away aren't even treading water without LeBron James. No. Fans and teams, organizations, they overvalue and they overrate their young guys. They fall in love with what they could be, not what they are, not what they're going to be. Magic fans do this with, listen, I, I do this with Jonathan Isaac. I love Jonathan Isaac. Likely, Jonathan Isaac is not going to turn into the player that I think that he's going to be. Here's what I know, though. I know Brandon Ingram could be good. I know Anthony Davis is great. The Lakers should empty all of it. Pair LeBron with Anthony Davis. Do not play the waiting game and get the deal done now. Because Anthony Davis saying he wants to trade now. It tells me he wants to go to the Lakers because... 
the Celtics cannot get in on this conversation because of Kyrie Irving. Whatever. Well, no, it's because of Derrick Rose, really. So explain this to me, Chris, because I've been hearing about this rule. What is the, the fact is, is Kyrie is a designated franchise player. Right. It's, yeah, certain players under a certain age can be signed using for an, to an extension using like a, a, a yeah, basically it was a collective the bargaining thing. Rule. Yeah, it's a Derrick Rose rule. And if they've won an MVP or were a like two-time first NBA all-team in the last like three years or something like right. that, they're allowed to sign him using this, which is why Kyrie was able to sign to this, which is why because uh, he was a two-time first time or whatever like that, and that's why the Bulls were able to sign Derrick Rose to it because he had won that MVP. So, and you can only you're allowed to have one of these guys on your team under that contract. Right. Which Derek Ro- or uh, excuse me, Kyrie Irving is still under until this coming free agency right. period. And the idea of the, the rule was a team has a young, very good player, Derek Rose, youngest MVP in NBA history. Uh, we want to sign him. We want to keep him. And right. you were able to use that. And it also it doesn't allow you to kind of stack and build a dream type of team, which clearly doesn't which, help. Right. That has not done anything. That's my big. By the way, that's the thing is wherever Anthony Davis uh, ends up. The Supermax thing has completely backfired on the owners. Right, yeah. The owners came up with the Supermax, meaning you can pay a guy like Anthony Davis $240 million versus $170 the other team can. Uh, it was supposed to, in small markets, help those markets keep their guys. Keep, help Orlando keep Dwight Howard. Help New Orleans keep Anthony Davis. All those guys have turned it down. The only guys that have taken it, the ones that are damaged goods. Yep. Russell Westbrook, multiple knee surgeries. John Wall. Multiple knee surgeries. The guys that will not age well. Chris Paul, multiple knee surgeries. Speaking of John Wall, I think the Wizards are a dark horse to make the make a move here with with Beal. That would be very very interesting. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for hanging out. He's Chris Crawford. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Thank you, football. We'll be back next Monday. We'll recap the Super Bowl. Enjoy the week here on ESPN Five at Orlando. Justin Clark coming up next.